Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio original. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review if you're so inclined. For more information, visit nightshiftradio.com. Just to warn you, I may sneeze again. Noted. Hey, uh, Caleb, I, I, am, yes? I am afraid of no ghosts. No? No. Uh, I am uh, I am a little afraid of. You're ghosts, a little afraid of ghosts, yeah. And just just because of uh, experiences that I've that I've had, which uh, coincidentally, Michael, did did you know that I that I've that I've had experiences with uh, maybe the paranormal? I don't I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't I don't try to ascribe a specific explanation. I just know I've I've had some weird experiences. I I believe at some point in the past you have brought this up, but elaborate. Yeah. So, uh, you know, since since I was a, a young child, you know, roughly four or five years old, and up until literally like the 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 place that I lived right before moving back here to St. Louis, like periodically throughout my life, I've had these fucking crazy experiences. Uh, I am I am a I'm a skeptic, but I am a very open minded skeptic, and I just I I fucking love ghost stories. They scare the shit out of me, and I love that. Uh, and so uh, I've decided, Michael, I'm telling you for the first time, you've never heard this before, uh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and launch a show about this. Color me shocked. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, sometime early in uh, 2022, uh, uh, we're, we're going to explore more uh, original storytelling, I think, with the, uh, with the Night Shift Radio Network. And uh, we're going to release a show called Possibly Normal, uh, where I recount... True stories, uh, true as they were observed uh, by by the the person who experienced them. Uh, several of my own, as well as uh, ones that people have uh, submitted to me that they've told me in their words. Uh, stories of things that may be paranormal experiences. Uh, we're not going to try to explain them. We're not going to say one hundred percent that you know one thing happened or another. Uh, I just want good stories because you know they. They they give me the chills and they 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 get my my blood running and I love it so I wanna I wanna share that with the world so uh, you know be on the lookout for uh, in in early twenty two for uh, a new night shift radio original possibly normal and uh, that goes along really well with uh, with what we're doing for the month of December it sure does I don't, I don't know if you put this together yet or not I mean but, now that uh, you're saying it I'm starting to <laughs> see the pattern but. 
but Michael, you know, you know, and and uh, I let our listeners in on the secret. Uh, for the month of September, uh, Nahoit is doing. Uh, what month was that well, again, Caleb? Uh, uh, December, which is definitely what I said the first time and not the other thing. <laughs> For the month of December, words are hard, man. <laughs> times made and, up. You know, times made up and calendars are weird. And like, <laughs> like it's like September, October, November, December is literally 7, 8, 9, 10. Why are they the ninth through 12th months? Because of Caesar. Fucking Caesar. There yeah. Is, you know, you Fucking know, Caesar. You know the answer. <laughs> I learned that from Hank Green on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the month of December, we're, we're celebrating uh, a, a, a very Victorian Christmas, which is to say, we're going to be telling ghost stories all month. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's you know a, a great way to, to celebrate the, the spookiness of the season because you know what? It doesn't stop getting spooky when the, when the calendar ticks to November. Uh, the, the long, dark months are, are just as scary as ever. Uh, and I was so thrilled when I learned that there used to be a tradition of telling uh, spooky stories over the, the, around the fire uh, in, in the, the holiday season. And uh, we want to bring that back. So uh, that's what we're doing for the, the month of December and leading up to launching our own Tales of the, the Spooky and Macabre. The Tales of the Spook. Uh, I love it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, we're talking ghost stories. We have a really awesome guest for our uh, first episode of the month. Um, yes. Uh, cosplayer and Twitch streamer uh, Heartless Aquarius uh, is going to come on and join us. They were absolutely amazing. Um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, loved chatting with them about uh, ghost stories. Uh, but, you know, recently I actually went... And, uh, I find, so I was in, I was in quarantine lockdown for a week yeah. and a half. Uh, yeah. and I, I had full intentions of going to see Ghostbusters Afterlife when it came out. I was going to go see mm -hmm. it the day it launched, but, uh, my daughter ended up getting exposed at school. We ended up having to quarantine for about uh, a week and a half. It was 10 days. Scary uh, shit, man. It was scary shit. I'll tell you. Um, and so I finally got out and was able to go see Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, that movie was delightful. I, yeah? it was, okay, good. it was joyous. It was delightful. It made me like, I, I loved it. And I, there's, there's a few things about the movie. I mean, there's there, you know, this is a non-spoiler review by the way, but there are a few things about the movie that I'm like, that could have been better, but it wasn't to the point where I'm like, Ooh, whoa. like it did not ruin the movie for me, but mm -hmm. there were a couple of things where I was like, wait a minute, but um, yeah. But it was good. I, I just uh, I love the movie. It made me feel good. I think the character, especially the the young girl in the movie, she was my favorite character in the whole movie. She's fantastic, absolutely fantastic in the movie. Um, it's uh, and Paul Egon's Red. grandchildren, right? It's Egon's grandchildren. Yeah. So it's uh, okay. uh, Finn Wolfhard, uh, the, yeah. the the guy from Stranger Things, and mm -hmm. um, I don't know the the young girl's name. I hadn't seen her in anything else. Um, but, uh, so she, uh, so basically the plot of the movie of Ghostbusters Afterlife is, um, Egon, uh, dies and leaves his house to his daughter and her two kids. Uh, she, uh, feels abandoned by Egon. I guess he was kind of an absent father. Um, and so they move to this house in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, um, to basically collect his things and and you know they're kind of like stuck there um because they are also broke they're they're evicted out of their apartment and this is the only place they go and ghosts happen and then okay. the rest of the movie um, yeah we are we are hoping to go see it tomorrow the uh the most convenient theater to us 
uh, has been showing a, a, a perfectly timed 4 p.m. Uh, showing, which we can go to after I get out of work very easily yep. and still have the, the evening ahead of us. Uh, but the problem is that theater doesn't post their uh, showings online more than the current week anymore. They don't post in, gotcha. in advance of Sunday anymore where they, they used to. Uh, so I don't at this time know if it'll be showing there. There is another one that's reasonably close to us that has a, an evening showing, so we might still be able to go see it tomorrow. Uh, but you know, they, later in the evening or on the weekends, you run the risk of there being more people, and neither one of us are still particularly comfortable with uh, with that. I mean, you remember me telling you the, the story of when I tried to go see Venom and yeah. some assholes ruined it for me. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we prefer a, a, an empty theater when, as much as possible. So hopefully tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow. And note, there is a mid and post credit scene and they're okay, both uh, pivotal scenes. I feel like they're very important to the, to the film. Noted. Yeah. Noted. Uh, but Ghostbusters Afterlife, I don't know. But I mean, you know, that that was a big property that, uh, you know, came back. It, it was tried earlier with um, uh, all actresses I really liked, too. You know, um, Kate McKinnon. Um, uh-huh. I cannot think of the main person's name. And I love her, too. And it's driving me bonkers. Um, but all the sure old SNL people. Probably um, find it. Uh, Kristen Wiig. There it is. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, um, uh, Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones, uh, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Chris Hemsworth was in it. Like, that one, I I was not a fan of that one, but I didn't hate it as much as other people hate. I didn't see it. It wasn't for lack of the, the cast. I mean, the cast is amazing. I, I is would great. have seen it based yeah. on that. Just, if I can be honest, like... Ghostbusters was fine. I watched it you know, both both the original ones as a kid. I enjoyed them both. They're fine. I don't get that stoked about them. So it's not like it's not like a beloved thing from my childhood that I just like. Oh my god, I, I love it. And if they mess this up, I'm gonna be so angry. Like, right. oh my god, how could they make it women? No, it wasn't that at all. I just like if it like if I find it streaming one day, I'll, I'll just sit and watch it just because it's available. But like, I just I wasn't that stoked on it. But. I, I will say, just I, I do like the the concept of, of this new one. I like the cast. I like the um, the idea of it being a continuation of the original storyline, uh, and also just the timing is right. That like right now, I'm kind of desperate to see anything in the theater. Right, so, <laughs> right. <laughs> even though it's not like oh my god, Ghostbusters. Like Ellen was like, I would like to see this. I was like, you know what? So would I. Yeah. So uh, all of that to say. I should still go back and watch the the 2016 one, if only because people were so shitty about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know that there were people that were shitty about it because you women. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, how dare they? Right. I, how dare women? See, th- this to me kind of feels like the Star Wars thing, where it's like yep. there are valid criticisms of the most recent Star Wars films. Like there are very valid criticisms of it. Sure. But they are being outshined by the worst like the unvalid, like the invalid yeah. criticisms of the, the casting film. decisions are not the things to criticize about these movies. It, the cast it's was not, amazing. It, it's not. They're great, you know, but like Finn holding a lightsaber and all of the marketing material and never becoming a Jedi or even training with it is a valid mm-hmm. criticism. It is a very legit criticism and sure. it's a valid criticism, but it's outshined by like, you know, 
we're only allowed one black person in Star Wars and it's Lando. You know what I mean? Like that's how yeah. that's how like internet trolls he got or like why does it have to be a woman? You know, as opposed to like Ray spoilers, Ray being a Palpatine is like Yeah, there's valid so criticism, but you're criticizing the wrong part of it and you're making and it seem shitty. I would have loved the idea of a a woman and a black man, both like not well represented at all in the original trilogy, being able to 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 take up the the lightsaber and, and be Jedi in a story that is traditionally like like the stereotypical hero's journey. They're like everything about Star Wars is straight out of hero with a thousand faces. There yeah. is nothing original about it it's, at all. And not not even it being set in space, right? <laughs> um, and so like taking that and flipping it on his head and saying, we're not doing the hero's journey. We're doing this story that uplifts these two characters that like came from nowhere and like found a way to, to like, to contribute to, to be someone like, I liked that idea. Yeah. We didn't get that. And like, we, we saw little snippets of that too with the other like minor characters that got like little moments of glory. And then were just completely snuffed out by, by the trolls. I fucking, I hate that. I, it's it is very. I mean, that's the thing. Like you know, George Lucas has been very open about the original Star Wars basically being a direct ripoff of the Hidden Fortress by Kurosawa. Like it's a samurai mm -hmm. film, and yes. I think they could have done that again. Um, and you know, but uh, it is what it is. But so that's the thing about the criticism of that Ghostbusters, even the current Ghostbusters, there are people who are not into this, like it's been getting very weird reviews about this new Ghostbusters movie. But again, I feel like most of the reviews aren't, they aren't honest reviews. They're not in no. good faith. They're not in good faith criticisms. They're, they're uh, actively doing it because of whatever reason, uh, whatever political reason they may have. And that's upsetting to me. Speaking of, uh, film and television properties where a character was quote-unquote traditionally a man and a woman was brought into the story how fucking dope is hawkeye oh my god that show is so fucking good <laughs> i listen man i am not a uh i was not a hawkeye fan of oh, of, of either comics like he was not a character that came across a lot of op in the comics i read if he stepped onto a page or two every so often, but he was never like a main story that I read. And I wasn't a fan of Jeremy Renner or Hawkeye in the series. Um, the only moment that really got me was the beginning of Endgame, where he's doing the bow and arrow with his family, and then he turns and they all get they all get snapped. And I was like, uh, I mean that that scene still makes me tear up to this day. Um, mm -hmm. Like. To this day, I still get sad every time I watch that scene. But then I watch the Hawkeye series, and I have a very newfound respect for Jeremy Renner Hawkeye. But I'll be honest, it is greatly outshadowed by Kate Bishop, who is the coolest ah. fucking person ever. <laughs> so... I did really like the character of Hawkeye as a kid. Uh, and I think it was largely inspired by my love of Robin Hood. And Hawkeye was a very, like, it's okay, it's Robin Hood, but now he's on the Avengers. Sure. Uh, and, you know, I think about the old arcade cabinet, the Captain America and the Avengers arcade cabinet. Like, I would gravitate towards playing Hawkeye before I would play, you know, Captain America or Iron Man or anything like that. And, like, I just, I loved that character. But in 2016, 
uh, and I was living in Oakland and Cape and Cowell Comics opened up like a block from my apartment and I walked in and like got to know Aton there. It's just a fucking amazing dude. Uh, just a great local shop. Uh, and I, you know, I, I still wish I could go there sometimes. I just loved it. I, I picked up a copy of the, the, uh, Kate Bishop Hawkeye run that, uh, Kelly Thompson was writing at the time. And, like that, and like there was a few other, like I, I've mentioned this before, the Jessica Jones run from from that time period, uh, the stuff that they were doing with Ms. Mm-hmm, Marvel mm-hmm. and with Mockingbird. Like there were some amazing stories that to me were some of the best stuff that Marvel had released. And that was the comics doing what the MCU eventually learned to get right, was centering stories on characters that weren't just generic white male superhero flexing his muscles, like complex characters that represented other uh, genders and sexualities and like just other cultures. And I, I, I love so much when, when uh, media gets this right. And I thought Kate Bishop was such a well-written character. Is this, you know, a, a young hero figuring out her shit. She moves from East coast to, to like Venice beach and opens up a private detective agency and nothing goes right. It's a great story. And of course, uh, she has, you know, lucky the pizza dog, which they managed to write into the, the show in a fairly brilliant way. I love that. And I just, I, yep. I love, she's the, the, the chemistry between Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye and, uh, Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop, soon to be Hawkeye is so great on screen together. And it is exactly when I read the books and they interact, like this is how I see them and to see it played out by these two, just like incredible actors on, on screen together is, it's everything I wanted. So, so far two episodes in, I cannot fucking wait. This, this has given me exactly what I hoped for out of this show. Yeah. I, um, the, so again, my my respect for Hawkeye grows in this episode because of watching him. So in the very first episode, he's watching the the Broadway play, the the Rogers the musical thing, <laughs> which and, is brilliant. Which is brilliant, and I love it. And I love the fact that the song that they sing is actually available for you to li- like. The full song is available for you to download and listen. Right. Of course it Great. is. Great. So at, when I first saw the trailer for that and I saw that commercial, I was like, oh, this is a really great opportunity to be silly and do a thing. But when you see the character watching it, you start to see like it, it's that like PTSD moment where he's like mm-hmm. he's like flashing back to like, holy shit, like that was insane that like all we went through all this, like tons of people died. And then like he mm-hmm. sees Nat and he's like. Nat's dead and that's not like she shouldn't be singing and dancing up on a stage like this is this was a horrible event and we're like making light of it on Broadway you know so like you see his perspective and he and he tunes out and I love that he has his hearing aid now and I love the explanation um with uh because he's like I don't know how it happened happened to uh, you know to a normal human that's being subjected to all of these like crazy epic like michael bay style battles where there's just explosions like yeah that's gonna damage his hearing among other things like this guy's not gonna walk away unscathed and yeah i love that they they just use that to further humanize this character and i also i really fucking love how they introduce uh, kate's origin where she was just a young girl like you know with sketchy parents living in a new york city penthouse when yeah. the incident as they called it on the uh you know all of the then um 
TV shows prior to Disney Plus, uh, when the incident happened and like half her house was blown up and like she thought she was going to die and she sees this guy leap from a rooftop shooting a bow and arrow at the aliens and Ellen was like, I love this reaction. Like this makes sense for a young girl to like to witness this trauma and say like that person w- was powerful and like was taking charge of, of the things that were happening to him and I want to be that. Yeah. And like, it's just really cool. Cause it, I mean, that's the thing. Like she, you know, the mom after the whole incident, she was like, what do you need? You know? And she's like, I, I want to protect, I want to be him. And she's like, well, what do you need? And she's like, I need a bow and arrow. And I just <laughs> thought that was great. And then you see that she does martial arts. Like she does everything she can to be Hawkeye. Yes. And I love that. Cause it's like, it's an admiration, but it's an inspiration and less of like fangirl and more mm-hmm. of like, like you inspired me to to go and be just like you you know as opposed to like i just love you it's like no you don't understand like i went through a thing and you were the inspiration to help me get out of that and i i really hope that we see more of this with the upcoming shows i mean riri williams is a a very similar story in ironheart where like she's this absolutely brilliant young black woman from the south side of chicago who builds herself an iron man suit Mm -hmm. and like impresses stark industries to the point where they're like you need to come work with us. And she's like, I don't know. And ends up with Tony as her AI. That's fucking brilliant. And I I, I hope we get something like that where like Riri really gets a chance to shine for how brilliant she is. Uh, I think, you know, hopefully we'll see something like this with Ms. Marvel, uh, where if if I remember correctly, when uh, Kamala gets her, her powers, she has a, I, I, I could be remembering this wrong. It's been a while since I read, but I feel like I remember like her intentionally making a nod to the original Miss Marvel, who then later became Captain Marvel as like, you know, I was impressed by you as a kid and I want to be like that. I think that it's, that's what uh, it was. So it's even a little, uh, a little step further. She, uh, because she can physically alter her body, she yeah. turns into um, a her because uh, oh, because neat. she is a young, uh, I think she's Pakistani. She's a yeah. young Pakistani woman, and she's like, no one is gonna want a young Pakistani girl saving them. She's like, they're gonna want big, tall, strong, blonde. So she turns herself into looking like Captain Marvel um, because of that, because she's afraid of being herself, and that's like the whole thing. And then she meets Captain Marvel, who is like, no, fuck that, be you. Let's yeah. go fucking punch people. And she's like, okay. And she gives her her sash and like, that's how she gets her costume and stuff. Oh, but it's so the Marvels, uh, they, which by the way, they just wrapped filming uh, on that yeah? about a week ago. Yeah. Hell yes. So uh, there's, there's, it's pretty exciting, but yeah, so it's her, yes. uh, Monica Rambo and, uh, and uh, uh, Kamala, uh, Kamala Khan. So it's, yeah, three, so uh, Captain Marvel, Kamala Khan, Spectre uh, and Ms. Marvel are the Marvels. Ah, so exciting. Yeah. Love it. It's it's an exciting time in Marvel. You know, I was just having this conversation with someone. uh, It was actually in reference to Star Wars, um, oddly enough, but they were talking about how, you know, there's so many Star Wars things coming out and there's so many Marvel things coming out that it's going to dilute it and and the originals are going to kind of like won't be as special anymore, which I kind of agree, but I think I disagree because I feel like if you do it right... 
it's yeah. increasing the pool of special things and not devaluing the one specific thing. And if the originals were actually any good, then that's not a concern. But that's why people like Star Wars fans are concerned is because the originals weren't good. Is because, yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah, it's the, you know, they're, it, they keep going and not getting better, whereas Marvel <laughs> has consistently shown us they can do... Uh, better and better and more and expand. I mean, they they just keep getting more emotional as it goes, and I love that. Well, and who walks into a comic sh- shop now and says they like you know, points to a title on the shelf and says this devalues my first copy of Superman from you know the nineteen seventies? Far too many uh, Superman comics, and you know that same person, you know, when they picked up their first copy in the seventies was somebody saying like, this isn't like the Superman of the thirties when I was reading like, fuck everyone who thinks like that. No, we want, we want it all. I want everything. I give me it a million times over. I will literally take five more star Wars movies of just people discovering their Jedis and going and fucking around with lightsabers. I will take it. Yeah, comic book properties are have been like that for for decades. Though yeah. they keep reinventing, rewriting, like well, rebooting, mean, yeah, uh, like retconning. I mean, how many whatnot. times and have we gotten a new Wolverine run? <laughs> yeah, uh, how many crises has yeah. DC been through? I mean, they did and, two like, civil wars in a period of fifteen years, like yeah, where they reset and, the world. House of M happened twice. Yeah, so like it, it's it's like Battlestar. All this happened before, and it'll happen, <laughs> it'll again, happen again, and. If you get mad that new new stuff is coming out, but you don't like, you don't get mad when you go pick up your subscription box this week that new comics are coming out. Then you need to rethink your your like <laughs> what you're really mad about. <laughs> I I just I just like I I just want to oversaturate myself with all the things I think are cool. It's the the only the only negative that I will say, and I, I was pointing this out to Ellen earlier today, is that at this point there is just there is too much entertainment uh options too many entertainment options available to like really feel like i can like have any sense of like i have read and seen and listened to and experienced all of these things that i want to experience within a reasonable lifetime especially given how much of that lifetime is dedicated to making other people rich yeah i i mean that is the i mean you know uh as much as it's great that there are unlimited options it's also overwhelming that there are Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. which again the fact that unlimited options exist means you have no reason to uh shit on somebody else's favorite thing um that being said we're gonna shit on a movie uh (laughs) this sunday uh (laughs) I just wanted to point out the hypocrisy of what I was just saying. The fact that we have an entire podcast dedicated to somewhat shitting on movies. We're extremely self-aware here. We're very self-aware. I mean, in all fairness, we don't intentionally plan on shitting on some movies. We think they will be good, but then we have to when they turn out to be bad. Uh, But we have a brand new episode coming out Sunday. Yeah, and well, you'll even hear us be conflicted about how we shit on this because True. You know, we think it's a it's a well made film, but has a lot of problems that uh, really come as uh, kind of the the weight of the genre, the the expectations that have been set on it by you know established uh, film and television and books, etc. Uh, and you know why that's a problem. Yes, exactly. Um, so uh, our, our next film is called It Follows. It is currently streaming on Netflix in America. So again, if you're the type of person that watches movies before you listen to our show, 
there it is. Uh, if not, listen to our show and then decide for yourself. Um, so a uh, brand new episode this Sunday with special guest Heartless Aquarius. Very excited. They were really awesome mm-hmm. and uh, very entertaining to talk to and really great perspective uh, yes. on on this uh, as well. So it's going to be really cool to listen to them. Uh, I mean, I just listened to them, but it's going to be cool for you to listen <laughs> to them. I already know what they said. Uh, so uh, there you go, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining and listening. Don't forget to subscribe, and we will see you next time. Hell yes. father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.